welcome to Pop of Passion. Join me, Jack Sparker, comedian and highly sensitive person, along with a guest every other week as we delve into our deepest passions. From being a plant dad to conquering insecurity with comedy. If you relish the memory of an unexpected late night conversation with a stranger about their obscure passion, the kind where you have tears in your eyes one second and are doubled over laughing the next, this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to Pop of Passion. I'm Jack Sparker and I'm so glad you're here. My guest today was once sent a cease and desist from a real housewife. He is a content creator, editor, and producer, as well as the host of the podcast Legends Only. His work includes American Idol, The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, Watch What Happens Live, HBO, Saturday Night Live, YouTube Originals, Bravo, Amy Networks, and The X Factor. Please welcome T. Kyle. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. This is so cool. Like, I've been following you on Tumblr since I was in college, and now we're here. So it's such an honor to get to see you and speak to you. Oh, thank you. I love that. I was just thinking about Tumblr a lot recently, actually. Yeah, it's kind of like, I feel like everything I see on TikTok, I'm like, I saw that on Tumblr 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't know. Not like, I think everyone on TikTok's doing great. I love it. But a lot of the things are regurgitated from Tumblr, I find. Yeah. It's a different format, but a lot of the similar humor is there. Yeah. And it took me a while to kind of like put two and two together. Right. So T. Kyle, what is your passion? So my passion is entertaining, which is kind of broad, but it's definitely what I feel is my passion. Yeah. So have you always felt like an entertainer or is it something that you grew into? Um, yeah. So it's funny because I used to always want to be a weatherman. And I think okay. that was the first time I saw someone on TV Mm-hmm. That was like, I just remember sitting at home and watching, you know, the, just be the weather channel was always on at my parents' house. And I was like, oh, I want to be a weatherman because you'd see them on TV and you knew who they were and you saw them every day. And it was like, that was your first celebrity was like, who was the weatherman? Yeah. And so I wanted to be a weatherman. And then when I went to school and obviously started watching other channels, I wanted to be a VJ on MTV. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, I want to be Sujan Pak. I want to be John Norris. Yes. You know, Carson Daly, like all those icons from that time period. And then it just kind of, you know, as social media hit, it just kind of molded into just different mediums and screens and forms and shapes and sizes and all that. Yeah, because I find like you are entertaining on so many different levels, like from reality TV gifts on Tumblr and then the memes and then the ASMR of the housewives and, you know, your podcast, multiple podcasts, and they're all different. And I'm just wondering, like, what inspires you to entertain? Is there um, a moment where you were like, oh, I think that's what I want to do aside from weathermen where you were mm-hmm. like, Oh, you kind of focused in on like pop culture is my thing. Yeah. 
I don't know, sort of, I mean, definitely there's something that started around the time I started watching MTV as a kid. And it was like that combination of music and design and lights and live performances. And it was almost like that escape element of it where I would be watching something and it takes you to that level of fantasy or imagination or like you just get to escape the world for a brief second. And I think I found it in video games too. Like that was another thing. And so growing up, it was like, you know, as like a young gay kid, it's like you're made fun of. So like I would go home and I'd watch TRL and it was like, oh, for an hour, I would just like escape into the world of pop music and pop queens and music videos and entertainment and all of that. So as I got older, I was like, oh, you know, and I crafted my own skills. I was like, oh, I can lend my skills to that and help provide that entertainment for other people. And I think that's the cool thing that I love about it, especially with my podcast recently with the pandemic, I've noticed where people are like, I can put on your podcast and just laugh for an hour. And yeah. it's like, it's stuff like that. It's like the, the escapist kind of Right. part of it and like the fantasy and the just fun I guess is kind of what attracts me to doing it that's so cool and I love that it's like you're giving back because I'm sure you feel entertained by your creations but you entertain the masses I mean I don't think a week goes by that I don't use one of your gifts on a tweet <laughs> of like one of the housewives, you know, cause that's my go-to is I'm like, oh, okay. Reaction gift. Got to use a housewife's gift. Mm -hmm. And I, if I go on Giphy, they're always yours. Yeah. Because you were like the headline and you were the end all be all of that genre, but now you've spun it out into so many different things. Mm -hmm. So what's like the next step? What do you think um, cause I feel like you've been so successful. I'm just curious, how do you keep going? Cause I, I feel like I, I would get burned out. Well, it's funny you say that. Like I did get burned out recently. Oh. Um, and so it's interesting because I've sort of, you know, I've had so many experiences and then in my most recent experience, it was like the, I almost like at, at full max blast kind of, of just time and creative pressure and um it was almost too far and yeah. i hit a point where i realized i can't keep doing this or i will i, I knew i was going to burn out right and so now that i'm out of that like experience i'm now finding balance and i actually think it's i think it was a good experience to have because you know as a creative you have to find balance and you have to have time where you disconnect. And like, I do weird shit. Like I will wear earplugs in my own apartment and just cut off like all sensory things oh, because yeah. it's, it's like one of those things where I could hear a song and it'll trigger, you know, an idea or like my imagination will just start going off. And so I literally, <laughs> I literally shut off like sensory yeah. things and I've really gotten to like meditation a lot in the past year and a half and so yeah I, it's it's definitely a new experience that I'm having and learning that's good that I think it's it's important to go through 
Right. Because you have to like figure out a way to manage. I feel like creatives have so much energy going on in their head. And it's like you have to figure out a way to manage it in order to channel it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a big, like you like to walk, right? I do. I love yeah, walking. You're, I started walking during the pandemic, but I feel like you were walking before because I've been following you for, as I said, like 10 years. And I just know in the past, um, like, I, w- I don't even know how long, but you've been really into walking. And then recently you posted a really funny video about like some lady talking about eating a raccoon. Oh, yeah. In the on park. Instagram? What? Wait, yeah. I need to know everything. Which park? Like, what was going on? So do you ever like walk by people in the city or like wherever and you just get like a tail end of a conversation or yes. something and it makes... Yeah the context of it can just go in any way. Yeah. So I was just in the park and I've just kind of had conversations with random strangers throughout the past year. You know, they'll be walking their dog. They'll stop. They'll be like, oh, hi, how are you? Like, isn't it such a nice day? Did you see this? Did you see that? Or they'll see me like feeding the birds and they'll tell me this whole story about like this or that. So people are just chatty. And then the other day, yeah, I just was in the park and these three ladies were just, you know, chatting, chatting, chatting. And as they go to pass me, they're like, did you hear about the woman who was eating the raccoon? And I was like, no, because I guess they thought that I may have seen it or heard it. And then I got a message from someone on Instagram who is also in New York and they were walking in the park and they were like, yeah, there was people like crowding around. I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, you have to be joking with me. I was like, you don't, this isn't real. Like that did not happen. And then I checked his Instagram and sure enough, his stories were like in the park that day. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, isn't the craziest thing I've ever seen. So. <laughs> right. Well, it's like, I just think, you know, you just were walking and you overheard something and then you turned on your front facing camera and you entertained me all the way in Chicago. <laughs> and it's like, that's what it is. Like, you're just an entertainer. Do you have any entertainment heroes? Like, people you look up to or aspire to be like? I do. I mean, I love RuPaul yeah. a lot. I think when I was younger, it was the first gay person I saw on TV that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember seeing, like, it was like MTV's uh, Beach House, that era of yeah. pop culture. And it was like seeing RuPaul on TV in a dress and heels. At the time, I didn't really know the whole, like, I didn't know about drag queens. I didn't know about the whole everything. But what I knew was, like, that was bold and, right. like, brave to do on MTV. So um, I love RuPaul. Andy Cohen is also a huge inspiration for me because he also did something similar where he started as a producer and he kind of went through and, and climbed the corporate world of, you know, entertainment doing kind of the busy work and the work behind the scenes and, and all of that. And then, you know, got his own show. Um, Those two are like my standouts. Right. Yeah. Those are great standouts. Mm Mm-hmm. So can I ask, I think I know the answer, but which housewife sent you a cease and desist? Was it Luann? Luann, I yeah. Knew it. Yeah. Oh my God. But she, on, to, I always tell everyone, she had 100, she was 100% correct. Okay. And it was, she had a point. 
It was fair. What I was doing was technically illegal. So I always, <laughs> I always tell like these, you know, these fan sites that do art and stuff and they sell merch. I'm like, you have to just know that it, te- there's like personality rights. And that was something yeah. that I learned. And I was like, you can do quotes, but you can't put a quote with someone's face because then it's association and then it's personality rights. And I was like, oh. Wow. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. If you're about to make merch a yeah. pop of passion, please don't put my face with a quote. Yes. I will go after you. <laughs> no, um, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't even know how, but that is so funny. Like, I just think your relationship with the housewives, because you were doing reality TV gifts before you were working on Watch What Happens Live, right? Yep. So that's so cool. Like you made the jump and then you were in the big leagues, like working with Andy and everyone. Yeah. It's what got me the job was the website. And it's something that I always share with people because I started the website, I was anonymous and then it, you know, took off because of Twitter, like as Twitter, you know, kind of in its glory days, in my opinion, took off and really was the spot to chat live. Um, they noticed it and then a couple years went by and then a job opening opened up and they were like, Oh, social media housewives. Let's see what he's doing. Like, let, let me just send him an email and see what he's up to. So I always tell people like, you never know, like it was like a three and a half year gap right? from the moment I met people at the show to starting my first day. So you never know when something will pop up or, yeah. Yeah. It's it that was so cool to see like watching your journey from afar. And even I think in the past couple months I've been watching Watch What Happens Live and you're no longer there, but like they'll be they'll Andy will tweet a couple of days before, oh, ask your questions for these people. And then he'll call you by name and be like, Oh, we got a question from T Kyle. And mm-hmm. he'll ask the person on Watch What Happens Live. And I'm always like, Yes. Because I feel like I have been on this journey with you, even though we've never met. It's just like so exciting to see you succeed. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, do you, what are your like long-term goals for entertainment? Do you want to be on camera more or do you like being behind the scenes? What's, what are your goals? It's interesting because I love both of it. Like, I love both sides of it. And so what was cool is, like, at Watch Weapons Live, it's very, um, I kind of call it, like, scrappy, which is probably, it sounds negative, but, like, to me, that's kind of, like, how I am. It's, like, everyone wears five hats, right? So, you know, I've literally been there days where, like, a cameraman has been sick and someone who is like never done a camera before goes in and sits and like holds the thing and makes sure that it <laughs> doesn't fall. Wow. And so like I've painted props, I've sat with people, helped them do wigs. Like everyone kind of can have a hand in the production of how it happens. Yeah. And to me, it reminded me of theater cause I used to do theater, but I was always backstage doing props and lights and sets and all that stuff. So there's something about being hands-on that I love. And then I also saw the side of Tonight Show, which was, you know, kind of honestly polar opposite of Watch What Happens Live. It's like the the biggest you can go in late night where it's, you know, quadruple staff size and, you know, it's unionized. You can't, like, I wouldn't 
I can't make props there. You know, it's like very, very, very different, almost like kind of too far for me. Yeah. So having both experiences, I love almost like the middle ground of like still being able to have your hand in things and be fun and, you know, be a little scrappy and just pull out a green screen. And, you know, it's like, there's something about that that I love And I don't think I would have known that if I didn't have both experiences. So I don't know, somewhere in the middle. But yeah, I don't want to be in 4K though. That's the, (laughs) I have like this thing where I'm like, why did we have to go to 4K? Why are we going to 8K? Right. It's like, it just like, I like this, like the zoom camera is perfect. I'm just like, it's enough of like a, a sheen where I don't have to wear a mattifying powder. Right. You know, let, this is not going to come out for like a, quite a while, but I noticed in this week's episode of Roni, like Heather Thompson was just very shiny. And I was like, I bet she's pissed because like camera, since she was on the show in season, you know, five or whatever, like cameras have gotten better. Everyone looks and different. Yes, like, makeup. Because of yeah. COVID. Yeah. I was like, I was shocked that the housewives had, like, I call them MUAs, which is not the right word to say, but like, oh, yeah. it's like MUA. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I was, you know, my friend's a makeup artist. Uh, she does Andy. And like, it's just, it's, their whole business was like completely flipped upside down last year. Right. So the safety protocols. And so I was shocked that they had. I know. Glam for but just it, dinner. They were in like, I thought they were surgeons when they showed them. They were in masks and they were in like, I don't even know what they were wearing as clothes. Mm-hmm. Like the sh- you have to cover mock? the shoes, yeah. the hands, the hair. Like, right. Because that was, I mean, only a couple months after. Right. That was like last fall. Mm-hmm. I know. And here we are. It's been quite a year. Yeah say the least. Definitely. So um, I have a pop pondering for you. It's just a fun question that has the word pop in it. Um, Princesses of power are Mattel toys, also known as pop. What was your most coveted childhood toy? Ooh, that's such a good question. Most coveted? What does coveted means like? Well, I guess like, wait, it could be beloved. something you didn't have and you wanted, or it could be something oh. you did have. You can answer however you choose. Hmm. Coveted. I mean, is there anything that I still have? I mean, I still have my Spice Girl CD. That's not a toy, but um, I also, my N64 was kind of up there. Yeah. I think like gaming, like I remember having, like getting my first Game Boy Mm-hmm. was like something that I coveted and like took everywhere with me. Yes. Because it was like my, like I remember my Game Boy and then when I was able to buy myself my first iPod mini, that mm-hmm. was also like this coveted, like prized yeah. thing. So probably something like that, like one of my gaming systems. I had the, it was like a purple, but it was clear Game Boy. Yes. And I like lost it at a TGI, TGI Fridays and we oh, never found no. it. And my mom was like, well, and I was like, ah, 
<laughs> so I didn't ever get into gaming because it wasn't like I got another one because I lost mm-hmm. it. It's my fault. There's a really good channel on YouTube that does. Um, they restore old tech from oh, wow. that era. So I'll like sit and just watch them fix yeah. a PlayStation or a Game Boy. And I'm just, I, it feels like my youth is being restored oh, as they so fix cool. it. <laughs> yeah. I would say my most coveted childhood toy is my Princess Diana Beanie Baby. <gasps> yes. I still have it. I moved it from my parents' house. It's, Do you have it in the case? I don't. And I don't think I have the like TY t- uh, tag, heart mm-hmm. tag. So it's You can replace those much. though. Okay. I've Good seen, I, like, I sometimes go down weird YouTube rabbit holes, but I've seen yeah. people where they, and it's also on TikTok too, there's like uh, people who clean old childhood um, stuffed animals. Have you seen that on TikTok at no, all? No, I haven't. Well, our, our phones are listening, so you'll probably get it. Of course, <laughs> yeah. Log in. But um, there was someone that did a Beanie Baby and then they made a new tag and they just like pierced the little paw oh, and made wow. it like a new, it's like, oh, there's a talk for everyone. Yeah, people are so creative. It's amazing. So I'm just wondering, I wasn't going to ask this, but like when you were um, younger, you did, you wanted to be a weatherman, you wanted to be a VJ. That was like childhood. What, what were you thinking when you were in high school? What was your job plans? Um, more in like the graphic design world was my plan. And like my big dream was I wanted to art direct a tour for a pop star was like my big dream. And then when I went to college, a lot of my projects would do that. Like I would, like, I remember we had this like flash animation class and I like animated billboards for the circus tour and like all this stuff. And most of my professors did not take me seriously, which... Uh clown emojis at them now right but um i wanted to do design with being like a queen of pop so like doing an album art yeah you know because i collect album art and i would like always you know look at logos and fonts and how they would design their name and that was kind of which i still kind of want to do yeah but that was like my high school passion dream I could still see you doing that. I mean, I don't see why not. Like you have the background to do all of it. Yeah. And it's now like, now that everything's digital, it's different, but it's also, I find the whole vinyl resurgence is so fascinating to me because it's because people want that like physical artwork, but the vinyl is so dated and isn't what we use. So it's, it's this kind of like funny cycle that I see happening. Right. I have so many vinyls and I don't ever listen to them, but I like that I have them. Mm-hmm. I don't and, think people will ever lose that desire to have like a tangible right. book or photo. Yeah. yeah. I I had to get the Chromatica thong. <gasps> did, did it ever ship? Okay, it was supposed to come in May. It didn't come till like last year in like August. I was so mad. And now this tour has been postponed twice. Now it's next summer. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. But, you know, say la vie. Speaking of pop queens, 
were you into Bewitched at all? I know they were only like a one hit. Wonder. Oh, of course I yeah. was. That album is so good. It is. And I'm, I'm like, I come from a big Irish family. So, um, we were really into Bewitched and we met them at Walmart, me and my cousins. It was nuts. Um, it's just funny. Like now on Danny Pellegrino's podcast, he's been playing the clip, Say La Vie recently. And I guess people get mad at him because it's like, <laughs> He plays it too much, but I laugh every time. You can never play that song enough. No, that's like an iconic song. Um, yeah, it's great. So I would love to know um, what your passion plug is or what your passion plugs are um, to lead us on our way. So you can plug anything you want the listeners to know about. It can be a passion project, a charity organization, whatever you want. Oh, so I have... Well, I have two. So my yeah, personal right. ones is my my podcast is called Legends Only. And then we also have, if you're a fan of Britney Spears, but even if you're not, I do think I found that, which has kind of been surprising, that people who don't follow with her have actually enjoyed it too. My other podcast called It's Britney Bitch, which is a, a series where we just go through her entire career. Yeah. But then in like real life, well, I mean, it's both real life, but- I really love the company for ocean, which is, um, it's a nonprofit because I've really been like loving nature lately <laughs> over like the past year. Yeah. I kind of like show a little bit of it, but I hide most of it. Cause I'm like, it's so random, but, uh, I love what they do and like their mission statement and what they're doing to like clean plastic out of the ocean. And it's just cool and yeah. innovative and Amazing. I will link to that. I will link to both in the show notes. And Not sponsored, but save the turtles. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like... Yes. Save the turtles. So uh, T. Kyle, thank you so much for sharing your passion and being on Pop of Passion. I would like to thank everyone for listening to Pop of Passion produced by Christine Ferreira. Please follow the show on social media at Pop of Passion and at popofpassionpodcast.com. I'm Jack Sparker. Go out and be the light, living your passion. 